Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. We continue all the way to episode 424 of the Five Ish Girls podcast. Of course not. You lack vision. I see a place where people get on and off the freeway, on and off, off and on, all day, all night. Soon, where Toontown once stood, there will be a string of gas stations, inexpensive motels, restaurants that serve rapidly prepared food, tire salons, automobile dealerships, and wonderful, wonderful billboards reaching as far as the eye can see. My God, it'll be beautiful. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fan Girls Podcast. So glad you joined Let's start off like we do with the virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Sally from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Two Town. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. With the weather that came yeah. through last week, it kind of looked like that somebody had gone out and sprayed the world with dip. Uh, so yes, so yeah. we are back. <laughs> yes, and the, so the sorry about only... that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, mother. Thankfully, knock on wood, uh, we were not. Even though I had two tornadoes touchdown within a five mile radius of where Ooh. i live um that uh the actual storm we didn't get any storm well i say that we didn't get any storm damage chauncey and i both got a little bit of hail damage on our vehicles um thankfully it's just on the hoods so we didn't break any windows or anything because those are pain in the butt to get replaced um but in the process of Mother Nature doing what she does best in this part of the country during this time of year, which is give us really severe thunderstorms and t- tornadoes out the wazoo. Um, uh-huh. It took out the internet. <laughs> so, yeah, as Mother Nature has a tendency to do. Yeah, I was very yeah. fortunate that I was only having internet issues. I know people that are still without power and it's been more than a week. Uh, so, yeah. Been there, um, done that. Not fun. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, they have a generator that they that they're using. But yeah, I know people that have, were out without power four days. So the fact that I was having intermittent internet outages for like three days is totally you know a first world problem that I was having. But yeah, the fact that like about an hour ish before we would have normally recorded last monday my internet went out for more than an hour and i had no idea when it was going to come back so <laughs> oh boy well and, so, and yeah. speaking of speaking of i just barely got a severe thunderstorm warning until six o'clock by time which is in 20 minutes yeah oh, lovely. So, it's, but it's I think just that time okay. of year i think i'm yeah yep. i think i'm barely out of the the, the main blast radius just looking off of this i'm like i think i'm fine but i'm like just cool yeah. it off that's all that's yeah it. so anyway yeah but so around here it's and... it's it's the, yeah. the you can tell you can tell who the native hoosiers are because we get like you know storm and tornado warnings and we're all just like i like you know looking 
standing and looking outside our windows some people go out on their porch if they have one or hang out in the garage with the garage <laughs> open and we're just like yep <laughs> then you get the non-natives that are hunkered down in a closet in the bathtub somewhere <laughs> like and then you guys are like, it's like really you guys are like nah i, I still gotta go to the bank yeah I exactly to run <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so that's just the way we roll around here so yeah, but things seem to be up and running again. Good. Knock on wood. <laughs> and it continues that they're at direction. So yeah. So now that we're back, we can do things like the news. Not a whole lot of news because well, I would say because Fandom Christmas is coming up in a few weeks, but uh Apparently, pretty much all of the major studios and stuff have decided they're not going. Um, yeah, that's, so, that's a bit interesting, just to say yeah. the least. Yeah, so uh, this year, Comic-Con will actually be about comics. <laughs> Which apparently it hasn't been in many, many years. Yeah. So this will, be, this will be a whole new experience for people. Yeah, it's so like, all, the, you know, all the, those... the movie... The, the film and television writers are still striking. The comic book writers are not. So comic book industry is still churning out new issues every week. So, yeah, they can go back to the roots and actually talk about comics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all those big, those shiny, big budget uh, superhero movies that we've all been so fond of for the last decade or so. They used to be on these little things that were called comic books, which mm -hmm. are where people drew... Uh, pictures of the characters in panels and they were on paper and they were bound <laughs> together and you bought them at these things please places called comic book stores and they told stories about superman and batman and and all the other and, and spider-man and the x-men and mm -hmm. and everybody else you could hold it in your hand and it wasn't a screen mm -hmm. <laughs> there's anything wrong with screens but you know books back in my day television was called books <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so there you go yep so so yeah things are a bit quiet but uh i, I think that's just going to be par for the course for a while because of things mm -hmm. like said writer's strike so yep. stuff is not happening and therefore there's nothing new to talk about. So that is okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got stuff coming, but you know, yeah. Long term, we're we're just kind of in a hold pattern. So whatever. That being said, we still have conventions. Those are still a thing. Mm -hmm. Um conventions so, are still happening. Even yep, if it's not so. exactly the big granddaddy of them. Yeah. Well. That one is still happening. It's not in the way we're used to. Yep. But yes, our local um, conventions have been busy little beavers. Yes, they have. So, um, uh, any PopCon, the, unfortunately, we had a cancellation, and that cancellation was Michelle Gomez. Uh -huh. <sighs> uh, 
Much to Rachel's dismay. Yes. Uh-huh. It will happen one day. It is going to I happen. know. She's, this is the second time where she and I have been, I, you know, that she scheduled a convention that I was going to, and then it didn't happen. So I was like, <laughs> so, I mean, good for my Walt, depending on Maybe. who they replace her with. <laughs> yeah if it's somebody else from doctor who all at this point i bet you know if it's somebody classic who odds are probably better already. well and they <laughs> and what i what i understand like cons if, if someone has to cancel they they tend to try to get somebody from the same franchise at least so yeah. maybe who knows maybe so so they've not said if they're you know if they've got any they've not hinted at any potential doctor who replacements for her um but they have said that they're not done announcing guests either so guess we'll just wait and see yep so there's that um and then gen con which we are a month away from the start of which is really scary um my feet aren't ready um for those that don't aren't planning on using your feet because you'll be attending gen con online uh please note that now the the online exclusive uh schedule and uh ticket sales are now open and available for your perusal and purchase so if you're the type of person that is going to be attending Gen Con from the comfort of air, your air-conditioned home, um, you still got to do some planning. But, but you at got, least but you don't. At least a... you don't have to worry about scheduling something in two different hotels that are like six blocks from each other. So there you so. go. <laughs> and you can pop your own popcorn. And 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 watch in your from your pajama pants and fuzzy slippers and mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. Yep. yep. And then uh, my my local convention, holy crap! Busy. I've been getting I've been getting emails every week, and every week there's like here's six new guests, here's five more guests, and I'm like, who? Like you are you just inviting the whole world? So pretty much. <laughs> Here is here here are the, the guests that have been announced in no particular order, just what we have written down here. Uh Tom Welling, who is Clark Kent's uh, Smallville. Smallville. Yes. Uh and then we have some voice actors, Maurice Lamarche, Rob Paulson, Jim Cummings, Tress McNeil, Jess Harnell, uh Animaniacs, and yeah. a bunch of other things. Jess Harnell is like basically a, a an institution at FanX now. Yeah. He's like been here that just... every time. That just means awesome. you guys are going to have a really, really, really good Twisted Tunes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> that is a absolutely. really good chunk of people to pull yes. from for Twisted Tunes. <laughs> yes, we're going to have some fun with that. Um, uh, you know, if you were if you were a wee bit disappointed in in a certain uh, DC superhero movie where a superhero runs really, really fast and is cast uh, <clears throat> kind of a well, someone someone who we don't really want to dwell on too much. You can mm-hmm. you can see his TV counterpart in Grant Gustin of TV's The Flash, who I think is actually much better, and the movie should have cast him, but nobody asked me. 
Um, so he's going to be there. Grant Gustin. Yay. Michael Rosenbaum, also from Smallville. Mm-hmm. This one cracks me up. Tony Danza. Yeah. You know what? I was saying, I was saying to someone, because I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm planning on going to, to, uh, you know, GalaxyCon and, and Columbus again mm-hmm. this December to, to see Zan. Um, and some of their, we've reached the point, our generation has reached the point where the people that we grew up with are now old mm-hmm. enough that they are now yes. being contracted for events like this. So you're getting like yes. the cast of like Saved by the Bell yes. and Boy Meets World uh-huh. and, and Who's the Boss, apparently. And yeah, so like all those up? 80s and 90s shows that we all grew yes. up with, they're now late 80s. <laughs> yeah, late 80s sitcom. Uh, yeah. You know, star of Who's the Boss. He is not just a misheard lyric in an Elton John song. Yeah. But it is totally right, Anza. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. So all, all you 80s sitcoms yeah. fans. Oh, yeah. oh, and the it's because it's very- because our generation yeah. is now old enough to have money in theory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, to yeah, spend on things like this, yeah, we can, theoretically, we can, you know, yeah, there there are other <laughs> there are other factors that we could discuss in another venue, which is not here. Also, yeah. this one, I'm like, I'm like doing that whole flappy hands, excited dance. Freaking Don Bluth. Now, Don Bluth actually grew up in Utah. I think he still lives here. I, but he's like got a mansion like over in like Heber Valley somewhere, or in mm, Sunday, some gated community over. somewhere. Yeah, some gated community somewhere, but you know, freaking Don Bluth, who like again, childhood, uh, tra- childhood traumatized us all. Yeah, really. Littlefoot's mom, an American tale. Yeah, and I, I, I still haven't seen Secret of Nim. That was a bit before my time, but, but oh, and Anastasia, which is like my favorite non-Disney princess movie. But oh, Don Bluth, I'm like, I was like not gonna get a lot of autographs at this con, but I'm like. Mm? I need to, and you know, you're Don Bluth. He's getting up there in years, and mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. you know, am I going to get to meet him again? I don't know, but mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so, so I can go. Gosh, uh, you thought I gushed bad over David Tennant? Oh boy! <laughs> but this is for a totally different reason, because like you traumatized me, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my then, therapist uh, thanks you. Yes, my, ther- <laughs> my therapist. Uh, you know, you you made bank on your movies, and yeah. you know, not not because I actually worked on them. Uh, and then from Shazam, among other things, is Zachary Levi, and a- Asher Angel, who's the kid who plays Shazam's kid counterpart. Now I'm like blanking yep. on the character's name, but uh, oh, Billy Batson. That's right. They were yep. here. They're actually here a while ago after the first Shazam came out, if I'm not mistaken. Asher was at PopCon one year as well. So I think that was the last last PopCon we had before the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. and uh so so yes. And then you know, Zachary Levi, he's also, you know, Chuck and Flynn Ryder. So how can you not love him? Uh Mm -hmm. so you got Joel McHale, uh we got Stacey Dash and Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. Again, another um, another Mm -hmm. staple of 90s. Mm-hmm. pop culture uh john glover we also have arthur darville in fact i'll just cover the doctor who ones here because we have 
We actually have the whole Pond family. We have Arthur Darville, Karen Gillan, and Alex Kingston, which I think Ooh. I missed. That's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty I, sure I'm like, like I... some some vortex is going to open with all three of them in the same place at the yes. same time. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. I, I, and I missed getting Alex Kingston's autograph last time she was here. And I'm like, I, I need it. I need Here's it. your chance to make it up. Here's, <laughs> yeah. here's my chance. Uh, we got Daniel Logan. He was the kid who played uh, young Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so he's he's here. Uh, we also have, you know, 90s boy band Nick Carter of NSYNC. No, Backstreet Boys. So there. Oh, Backstreet Boys. I was a 98 Degrees girl, so I, you know, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC just kind of molded together in my head. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> well, they, they, getting... both bands have guys that are now doing the convention circuit, so... Yes. <laughs> we have had the NSYNC guys here before. I do know that. Um, we have James and Oliver Phelps, aka the Weasley twins from the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. which I just I just did Owl Camp with the library, which is a, a Harry Potter themed STEM camp for kids, and I'm kind of still riding that Harry Potter high. So I'm like, woohoo! Uh, and then those of us who who grew up with the 80s and 90s game shows, our good friend Bob Eubanks. <laughs> i saw that i'm like it's so random but at the it same time i'm like i kind of love it so i kind of love it i i, yeah, I can't. We, we tend we tend to kind of get those sort of random yeah you like, know they weren't necessarily geek culture well, whatever but you know pop culture sorts of things that I like, mean, the normies those, would get those of us the, the our generation that grew up with mm-hmm. like the early days of cable and you'd have mm-hmm. like those random specialty cable channels where like all they did was show reruns of old like game shows. Mm-hmm. And if you were Network. if yeah. you were stuck at home sick, yes, from school, yeah. what did you watch? You watched all the game shows that were on TV during the day. So. Yes, you did. Fun yes. fact. Fun fact. So what? When I would watch cable, well, it was satellite where I was because cable couldn't come out as far. We could get satellite. So I would check Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon. If there's nothing on there I wanted to watch, I would go over to the Game Show Network. It's like during mm-hmm. the summer. And I would watch, I don't know how many episodes of Match Game and Family Feud from the 70s that I mm-hmm. would watch. Yeah. And I I kind of I kind of uh I, I kind of developed a little crush on 70s Richard Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, go look it up. I mean, he's like old enough to probably be my grandpa but in the 70s he was a he was a handsome dude mm-hmm. so kids go look go look up who that is and yes aunt chrissy is kind of a nut um and then i'm still the, waiting for someone to bring back um uh, the the hollywood squares oh yes yes oh yes was, i was love that mm-hmm <laughs> The circle gets yes. the square and all the mm-hmm. circle mm-hmm. gets the square. Oh yeah, when Joe Gilbert Gottfried Rivers was on the... there and he he deliberately give a bad answer and they say, I agree, mm-hmm. and he go, You fool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Joe oh, Rivers was a hoot on that one too. We, she... we we may need we may need to have an episode where we discuss old tiny game shows because oh, yes. <laughs> those are Sounds just good. good. They're good times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then one more last one on our list here is I, I believe he's a ju- judge on the masked singer, Ken Page. Mm-hmm. Ah. Is he? So yeah, I've seen a few episodes of Masked Singer. Shalane watches it 
religiously mm, um, no. and um and you guys do too yeah no that's not uh wrong not wrong ken oh sorry i got all yeah me a culpa <laughs> i forgot yep that's okay so what is he in what is he what is ken page from he oh crap um he is um oogie boogie in nightmare before christmas oh sorry i was yeah. getting you're thinking of dr ken <laughs> i am thinking of dr ken sorry yeah. sorry my bad yeah. but maybe they could get dr ken some other time he would probably do it that's the thing uh he probably would don't encourage <laughs> well okay he does ken page does have a a, a musical theater background that and is he, true you know sings pop and traditional pop so that's where i got confused i'm yeah. sorry i mean I'm it, human. It, i still make mistakes it's probably only a matter of time before he ends up as a contestant on the mass singer so <laughs> that is that that could be yes that is always a possibility so yeah um but yeah that's uh that's quite the so list and, and that's not yeah. even all the announcements that's just the ones that i was able to write down really quickly like there's still yeah like some anime voice actors and yes stuff yes. So. um i i do know christina couple v of tv shows coming. that i have i don't know what they yeah. are like like the yeah black lotus white lotus something um, like that i'm no, not familiar with that one i i do know christina v is coming and she is a voice actress she plays sailor mars in the new dub of sailor moon and she plays marinette from miraculous ladybug mm. the, the english dub obviously but uh yeah she's it's kind of interesting i've watched both of those shows obviously and it's like you know sailor mars is the very you know sophisticated kind of suave character not really suave but you know and then marinette is the klepsy clumsy kind of trips over her words but she's also a very very capable superhero so it's like it's it's she's got a good range so mm. I'm I, I would be excited to see her and yeah so we've got some good voice actors coming and just just a good a good uh a good variety oh I, I will say this going back a few steps so um there is so this is my this is gonna sound weird this is my uncle's ex-wife, who I'm actually still acquainted with on you know, social media and stuff. She's a sweet lady. She got remarried, and her new husband is a super, super geek. You know, super, uh, you know, he gets into the Comic-Con stuff. So he took her to Comic-Con one year, and she's uh, like on, on Instagram and stuff, just saying, like, I have no idea what any of this is. Um, but she was so excited because that year... They had, and I got to look up his name now, yeah, the kid, the guy who was the, um, oh shoot, now I'm, Ricky Schroeder. We had Ricky Schroeder there that year, and she was a big Ricky Schroeder fan off Silver Spoons back in the day. <laughs> so she's like, there was even something for me who totally doesn't get any of this nerd stuff. <laughs> Which was just, it was just so funny that, that she would post that. And, but yeah, her, her husband is like, he's all in the D and D and the comic stuff and his kids are, and I'm like, oh, it's so cute that uh, all of this is that you guys are doing together as a family. So 
shout out to her and and and, and the fam. It is cute. It's like so that's anyway. how they get that's how they that's how they get you in the door, and then that's how they keep you. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> right. That's probably why. So you think about it, it's very smart marketing wise to get some of these uh mm-hmm. celebrities because it's like, you know, you're gonna have some kid, you know, your 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 kid, mm-hmm. teenager, or whatever. It's like I want to meet, you know, the the voice from you know, miraculous ladybug, and the parent is mm-hmm. all oh, whatever, and then they're gonna be like, Look, Bob Eubanks is gonna be there, and they're like, Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, well, Tony we'll go, Okay, let's go. <laughs> like, you know who all these people are, don't you? And they're like, okay. And then you get on, then you get out on the show floor, and you're like, ooh, look at all these cool things that we can buy. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, this is this is okay. We'll we'll do this again sometime. So yeah, like go to Twisted so, Tunes. That's how they get you. That is how they get you. <laughs> you go to Twisted Tunes, you laugh your butt off, and then you're like, we got to do this again. And you're like, mom, you were the one who thought this was just a waste of money. Shush, I said, no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. So anyway, so now that I've gushed about my my local convention, and we're still, I'm I'm I'm, I'm jealous up. for I'm, I'm I'm jealous for some of those. So. <laughs> so. Well, no. I don't really have an extra room, but we could lay out a sleeping <laughs> bag in the playroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. So there is some crossover. Some of those people are going to be at GalaxyCon in Columbus. So okay. I, I, I kind of figured, I feel like some of them, they like make the rounds. They, they have a year like, I'll go to this one and this one and this one. And this one. Yep. Okay. That's my thought, at least. So... Well, speaking of uh, conventions, uh, although we're not, <laughs> this one's not uh, celebrity heavy, uh, which count me. Uh, <laughs> Rachel's a celebrity. What are you talking about? I am. I'm famous in my head. Um, yeah. Yes. In Conjunction is uh, coming up this weekend as we're recording this. So the 7th, 8th, and 9th of July. Um and if you haven't been paying close attention, please note the location change. Oh boy. Because it is no longer on the east side of Indy. It is now on the west side of Indy at the Wyndham over by the old airport. So, um, which actually that is the air that is the hotel that um Starbase Indy was at for the longest time and now starbase indy is at the hotel where in conjunction used to be (laughs) so So don't get them mixed up so don't get yeah try not to get them mixed up so yeah don't don't be going don't be going to the 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 marriott east because the thinking in conjunction is going to be there because it's not um you, you gotta go over to the west side uh so um but thankfully, that is that's right off the highway. Uh, so, um, so as long as you can navigate 465, you are fine. And it's one giant circle. So, you know, it's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the location change, um, the uh, schedule is uh, up on the website. Uh, pre-registration, pre-registration is closed, but you can buy 
uh, badge at the door. Um, and I will have a table in the vendor hall. I I don't know which tables we mine, but their vendor hall is not very large, so it'd be kind of hard to miss me. <laughs> so <laughs> if somehow you miss me, I don't, odds are you walked by the table and I was in the bathroom or something. Um, that's about the only way you should miss me, I think. Uh, but I am doing three panels. Uh, so... Uh, which I'm frantically trying to finish the PowerPoint presentation on the third one. <laughs> oh, goodness. I've never done so much PowerPoint in my life in <laughs> several sittings. Uh, so uh, first panel is going to be this Friday, the 7th at 5 o'clock. Um, and it is uh, from Sci-Fi to Wi-Fi, How Nerdy Women Have Shaped History. I'm very excited to present that one. Um, uh -huh. That is a new panel uh, that I will be presenting. Um, and then Saturday are the other two. So Saturday 8th at 1 o'clock is your local library. More than just books. Um, <laughs> so this will be the second presentation of this one after PopCon Louisville with some tweaks. And then at is, 3 o'clock... Is this yeah. the one that, uh, oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah, wow. there's full descriptions on the on the website, so. Okay. Uh, and then um, okay. at three o'clock is uh, Lost, How Time Forgot the Early Women Authors of Sci-Fi. Cool. Which I'm also very excited to present that one as well, so. That'll be Very fun. appropriate for this type of convention. Uh, which is definitely more um, cerebral, I guess. <laughs> okay, it's more literary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 more literary. Uh, you know, it's very panel heavy. Like I said, it's not necessarily celebrity focused. Although they do, they usually they have an author guest of honor. They do have a, an artist guest of honor. Um, five year mission. The Star Trek themed band <laughs> is making their return. Cool. Uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, and we still they still have some of some of the stuff you expect. They still have they have the masquerade, which is their version of the cosplay contest, which I won last year. So, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> oh god. Uh, so yeah. There's a uh, conjunction. So, like I said, go to the, I'll have a link to the website in the show notes. So you can go check out the schedule and all of that fun stuff. I am, if you hear, I am, if you hear screaming from my general area, it's probably because the PowerPoints will not write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I know oh, what man. I wanted to say. I have all the notes. It's just taking all of my paper notes. And just like, I wish I could just like take them and shove them into my screen and just be like, rearrange them in the order they mm -hmm. need to be. But it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Just, Here. just remember, you don't have to have all your notes on the PowerPoint. Yes, nope. I know. Yeah, I, so <laughs> I, I am, I am very, I am very curious to see how your, your library one turns out for you know yeah. no reason in particular yeah. <laughs> we, we, I, I will 
say our our system, I can't speak for other other library systems, but we do a hell of a lot of programming as it pertains to fandoms and like mm-hmm. I said, I did Owl Camp um a couple of weeks ago. Why do you think and, I asked if I could use your pictures? Yes. Well, yes, mm-hmm. I know. That's why I was like, oh, that's what you need them for. I yep. am on the Toshokan, which is our teen anime convention, which is just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like baby's first con. Um, mm-hmm. We are doing, Nick, well, actually this month, our whole system is doing, we're calling it Magic and Mayhem. Every branch has chosen uh, one or two, maybe more fandoms to highlight each week. We're doing some, we're doing like a, a magic show with a Harry Potter, well, He's Professor Stumbledore to, to <laughs> the whole copyright thing. And so he's cool. so he we're gonna have a magic show. He's we've had him here and he's great. We're having a craft um activity where they're gonna make Harry Potter well potion bottles and a couple other things. I I'm not in charge of that one. And on Thursday, I'm doing D D one oh one for teens. Nice. Sweet. So Sweet. yeah, there's there's people doing Harry Potter, Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings um yeah. star wars star trek like we're, we just it used to just be a harry potter thing but then they're like well, let's just do all fandoms and so it's yeah so and, and just that's kind of cool and running yeah that's 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 kind of the one at least one of the points that i try to make in this particular mm-hmm. panel is you don't go to your local library just to check out books like you can go to your local library and like hang out like ah. mine's got a really cool teen area with video game oh yeah systems yeah. and yeah. a play area so, for the the younger kids <laughs> and then they do special like they mm-hmm. do themed stuff like this month yeah. it's all about space mm-hmm. so they're doing a whole bunch of space related events so yeah. yeah well the the branch that is just north of of, our, of ours has a middle school right next door so after school all the middle schoolers come over which could be chaos uh-huh. but they're, they're teen librarians they'll do like gaming after school they will do crafts mm-hmm. they will do like they do all this stuff so like the kids aren't you know getting into trouble while they're waiting mm-hmm. for their parents like their parents will come pick them up at the library and mm-hmm. they and they do all this stuff like and i run a pokemon go club where mm-hmm. i have these little like 10 year olds and I, I'll tell you, I'm getting off track. Sorry, you've got, you've, you've put no, the quarter okay. in me and I'm going oh, out. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Perfect. I mean, I'm, I'm still playing Pokemon Go and it's kind of hard to find people to do it. So I was like, well, I'm going to just say, I'm going to have a Pokemon Go club once a month and whoever comes, comes. And I intended it to be adults, kids, whoever wants to come. I have been getting all these like 10, 11, 12 year old kids, mostly boys, but there have been a few girls. In fact, there was one girl who came across from across the valley. Now I my branch wow. is in like the south the, we are like the furthest southeast end of the Salt Lake Valley. I had a girl and her mom come from the west side. And you know, if you if you know traffic in the Salt Lake Valley and traffic patterns, it can kind of be a pain in the butt to get from one point to another. But they're like, we saw this on the website. She plays there's nobody at her school who plays and she's interested in she wanted to come and play and and like where where my branch is it's a little more affluent some of our our patrons and then and then this girl was coming from a sort of a less lower class ish sort of i don't want to say it was you know but but these and and if she's a girl you know there's this whole stig there's a whole thing like oh boys don't let the girls get into things i'm like Mm -hmm. oh that's bull crap that is that is the most utter. Hence the other two utter, panels that are women, women focused. Yeah. No, like, like, <laughs> that, is, that is the most utter bullshit. 
because I've yeah. got these 10 year old boys who are like, there's a girl who wants to play our game. Let's friend her. Let's, you yep. know, we're going to go do raids. We're going to go do all this stuff. You're playing, mm-hmm. you're interested in what we're doing. Come be part of this. And yes. it was so, it was like this whole heartwarming moment where I was like, like they don't know this girl. They, she doesn't go to their same school. She's from a totally different part of the valley. And yet they're all like, hey, can I friend you? Can I do this? And, and all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is why I have, this is why I love my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And it's good to see that because for a while yeah. there, they weren't, mm-hmm. those kids in that age range weren't as welcoming. But now it's mm-hmm. turning the corner where it's like, yeah, do yeah. like the same thing I do. Connection. Yay. Yeah. And, and I've had, I, and you know, sometimes their parents, the, the kids' parents come with them. And a lot of the times the parents are like, I don't know any of this stuff, but now they can, you know, connect with kids their own age that know this. And, and they'll like, they'll come to the, because we have a big park right next door. So we got to go around the park and do it. And, uh, and they just, they're just jabbering about like, what'd you catch? What's this? Oh, there's this right over here. Can we train? Mm-hmm. Can we do this? Oh, there's a team rocket. And I'm just, and we just walk. And, and my, I'm like, you know what? I'm walking, I'm getting exercise, I'm playing a game I love, and I'm helping all these kids. And sometimes we get some adults too, but we're all playing the same dang game mm-hmm. that fosters cooperation and you know, making yep. friends and we all it's like it, it doesn't matter. We're all we're all enjoying this and we're all helping each other because there's because there's some legendary raids you can't do with just one or two people. No, mm-hmm. you need a whole group. <laughs> you, you need a whole group, and that was sort of selfishly why I started this because I'm like I need people to play with Jared's kind of like he still plays but less than I do and I'm like so so this was selfishly part of why I started it but at the same time it's like you know let's just see what happens and this is what happened so yes yay libraries doing fandom things so mm-hmm, I yes. could wax poetic forever but I won't yeah <laughs> but I really hope that Rachel I really hope your presentation goes well and I'm really excited Thank you're you. doing it <laughs> This is a fun idea. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to borrow it, yeah. <laughs> I might. I might. Because my, my manager, we were I was actually talking to her this morning and just talking about like doing like how some managers don't really get into the programming and stuff, but she does. And mm-hmm. and she's just basically like, Hey, you have an idea, let's try it. And so mm-hmm. there's a, there's always a few things. I mean, we always have to take into account staffing and time and budget and oh, whatever, yeah. but She's really, she's really good about, hey, yeah, let's schedule it, get it on the calendar, and let's do it. Yeah. And if it works, we'll do more. Yep. So, let's see if it's six. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and my Pokemon Go club, of all things, has stuck. So all you people out there are like, oh, I played that in 2016, and I don't care about it anymore. Well, guess what? There's a bunch of 10-year-olds in the Salt Lake Valley who do. Hey, hey a couple of my coworkers at my other job, they're... I redownloaded the app and I've been playing again. I've like, noticed hey. that. I noticed that you're you're sending <laughs> gifts and stuff again. Yes. So it's like, oh, hey, cool. Yeah. I forgot how much game. I missed it. <laughs> hey, get gets me off my butt and mm-hmm. walking around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gives me something to do when the uh, drive-through line at Starbucks is really long. That too. <laughs> yeah that too you can always the, hey they teamed up with starbucks so if you're at a starbucks you can always guarantee there's gonna be pokemon and some in either a gym or a stop mm-hmm. yep there's always there's a poke stop at, at starbucks mm-hmm. so anyway now that we've talked about everything other than our main topic <laughs> that's okay oh and uh book book club news 
Yes. Real quick, before speaking we make speaking our of books. Dark Eyes Volume 1 is our book choice that got voted for for July. And our poll for August is Light at the End, Sword of Orion, Horror of Glamrock, and the Volume 1 Adventures of Charlotte Pollard. Mm. And depending if people really love what they heard for Dark Eyes, I can always toss Dark Eyes Volume 2 on a poll sometime down the line. <laughs> Mm-mm. Dark Eyes is wonderful. I will yes, say that it is. much. Yes, yes. So, so one thing with not... our particular book club is they're not all books, and unfortunately, you cannot get big finish audios from your local library. As far that as is, yeah. that is unfortunately true. I wish. Yeah. I wish it were otherwise, and it has nothing to do with the library and everything to do with how big finish is distributed. And yes, library distributors tend not to carry those. Yeah. Although, nope. if you're lucky, you might find a couple of them on Libby. Not a lot. Right. I doubt Dark Eyes is. On, excuse me, is on there. But. Uh, I, and you I, never I know when Spotify is going to add mm-hmm. to their big finish collections. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just just, just keep an keep eye on those on those. Yeah. On Spotify, though, because I have stumbled across some where they're not complete. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Where they accidentally forgot to upload a track or two. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that that really yeah. jumped. <laughs> so I'm actually looking at my Libby and you know, check your library because it could be every every library catalog's different. I've got I see mm-hmm. the Zygon Who Fell to Earth, which is an eighth Doctor Big Finish. Um seeing all the Destiny of the Doctor from the 50th. Um okay, these are all audiobooks, but that's fine too. Um Here's some more Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller. Yeah, a lot of these are Lucy Miller ones. So actually, I think they might have all of Lucy Miller. That's, I'll have to go go back through and, oh, there's some short trips. I'll have to go back through and count and make sure it's all Lucy Miller, but it's a good chunk of it. So I don't know. And well, looks like too audible is slowly starting to carry some of the big finish stuff as well. Yeah. Which is which is cool to see that they're mm-hmm. doing partnerships. So so anyway, so there are options. Yes. Um but the, the big finish app is 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 pretty pretty good. So mm-hmm. yes. I mean you have to buy it obviously, but by by the the thing, but you can play it in the app, and it's mm-hmm. a nice way to keep it organized. Yeah, mm-hmm. very nice. And the Big Finish app works very much like the Libby app; it keeps track of where mm-hmm. you are. So, yes. yes, it does, which is very nice. And you can sort it however you want, like by by when you bought it or when it was released, or mm-hmm. the other ones. But by, by genre, by genre, so or how or series, however they do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we better look at us plugging all of our things. Not a sponsor, but we wouldn't say Not no. Yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Big finish. <laughs> so, Love us, you anyway. know you do. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho. back to the things in this case. Feedback. So we got a little bit of feedback from Shalane. So she said. 
Speaking of Pixar, I did go see the new Disney Pixar movie, Elemental, that is done by Pixar, not just Disney. Uh, besides, Disney already did a movie about the four, four elements that is Frozen 2. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got us there. Um, mm-hmm. Elemental was, was She's good. She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> but Elemental was cute and good. Is based on different rom-com films. Films. Elio is also done by Pixar, not just Disney, and it does look cute. Anyway, I read that they started filming season five of Stranger Things this month or later this month due with the strike going on and MCU has postponed their upcoming movies. Some stuff has been postponed. Some had, it all just depends on where they were in production when the strike started. Uh-huh is is the thing so it's like if everything was ready to go and they were already filming then they potentially could keep going although if any any other unions go on strike then everything may shut down uh, yeah Yeah. Uh, sounds like the the actors actors is about ready to go along with writers yeah writers and then i feel like was it weren't the directors in that yeah, there's there's yeah. three well there's yep. three major unions there's the writers the wga mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. sag screen actors guild yep. and then the yeah. dga which is the directors guild uh-huh. um the actors sag apparently is in potential thinking of striking supposedly the dga has been in talks and reached some sort of agreement. Okay, I did, although I did if you if your writers, but... but if your writers and actors are on strike, does it you know the directors aren't really going to have anything to do? Right, that is true. So is true. you know, <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I knew there was three of them, and I thought I'd heard one of them and made an agreement. I knew it wasn't the writers, but I couldn't remember. No, who it, was it, was. The, it was the DGA. Um, DGA, okay, yeah, so um so we'll just have to wait and see okay so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just, see what uh, happens but yeah and uh yeah. you know watch watch reruns of uh what you got or you know or more youtube mm-hmm. i guess yeah <laughs> we'll just kind of chill until they figure it out yep um one thing i forgot to mention about disney's twisted tales series it's not just the disney princesses they did the disney not princess movies like hercules Alice Wonderland, Peter Pan, and Pinocchio. Yes. Um, the Hercules one is what if Meg became a god? Uh, <laughs> so. Which I still think they should have finagled a way to do that at the end of that movie, but yeah. nobody asked. <laughs> uh, one more thing I forgot to mention The Little Mermaid, Indiana Jones 3, and Tim Burton's Batman came out in 1989. Years later, we got a remake of The Little Mermaid. Michael Keaton coming back to reprise Batman and the Flash movie in a new Indiana Jones movie. Yes. Interesting Insert how the Robin world. Robin Williams gift. What year is it? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Pretend you just bop, popped right out of Jumanji and you have no idea what year it is. Uh, be like, what the heck is going on here? uh but yeah that is kind of funny how that has worked and chauncey and i went and saw the new indiana jones over the weekend 15 years after we saw the last one which was not our first date but it was our first movie date 
Ah. when we first started dating it was the whole reason like he asked me out in the first place he's like hey do you <laughs> want to go see new the indiana jones movie even <laughs> this summer <laughs> not knowing what we know now of course um mm -hmm. so just despite what you may think of kingdom of the crystal skull it did bring chauncey and i together so we got that going for us so so are you are you gonna uh do you have any any uh teasers about your thoughts on on dial of destiny or are you going to save that for later um i mean i know holly saw it too yep. it's it's good it's definitely yes. for they definitely wrote it with the indiana jones fans in mind yes um it's it still goes off the rails but you know what that's kind of par for the course for Nan Jones as much as people like it's a fun off the rails rolled, let's just put yeah. it that way and, as much as people yeah. rolled their eyes at the whole idea of aliens in Crystal Skull the man watched an entire like like platoon of Nazis get completely melted yes. by who knows what coming out of the literal Ark of the Covenant. The Covenant, yeah. He watched people's hearts being pulled out of their bodies while they're still alive. And then he watched his dad be resurrected from a fatal gunshot wound by a cup. Yeah. Why are we complaining about aliens? Yeah. Jones has never been, never been completely <laughs> steeped in reality. So, yeah. <laughs> But now it, it's right. it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, we really need to give Indiana Jones his his uh, his moments on on this show. We've not done that yet, and now that in theory Harrison Ford is hanging up the fedora, it's probably time to do so. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, All right. but yeah, well, it's it's fun. Don't just go in knowing yeah. it's Indiana Jones. You're not. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. They, you know, acknowledge the fact that Harrison Ford, while he's eighty, is playing a character that's supposed to be ten years younger, but mm -hmm. is still old. You know, and yeah. can't. Yeah. He could still get into trouble. Oh yeah. Just not the same kind of trouble, which is why he's got younger people around him to to do the crazier stunt heavy lifting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where I'm, I'm I'm reminding myself of the riff tracks bit from from their their recording of Crystal Skull, where they're going and he's old and he's old and he's old and he's old old. Like you thought he was old old then. It's been fifteen years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just keep that oh, in mind. Oh man, poor poor Harrison Ford. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you know paycheck's big enough. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. you add enough zeros to that check, and yeah, they'll show up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it and this gives it a indie a, a chance to have a proper like goodbye. It gives Harrison yes. a chance to to yeah. to say so long to this character. Mm -hmm. So yeah um, so yeah it's just just go in with it's a popcorn flick just go in with the yeah. expectations that it is a popcorn flick and have at it yep all right so yeah cool 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 so that being said we can move on to this week's main topic you want to talk about i had forgotten 
the some of the scenes in this movie you know, speaking of you know don bluth scarring us in our childhood that i was scarred mm-hmm. in my childhood this <laughs> from scared, some of this scared this movie and even scared yeah, I mean, the living that scared but even now some of the scenes like when that horseshoe yes yes gets right dip there and it's essentially screaming Screaming. even now Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like i'm so sorry squeaky so So, i mean it's right up there with um the never-ending story yeah and the horse (laughs) yes it's kind of like that it's almost it's it's like almost like that so so yeah so if you're like us and we're traumatized by the film who framed roger rabbit um (laughs) stick around for this this week's therapy session <laughs> yes yeah yeah so um oh, so goodness. i was i was a wimp as a child i guess because between this movie and et yes et that et those two movies scared the ever-loving piss out of me because yes. And, and and it and it also just blew my mind that Christopher Lloyd, who I love as Doc oh, yeah. in, in, uh-huh. in Back to the Future, he's like such a baddie. Doc. How can you? Uh, yeah, it's Doc. He's my buddy. Yeah. He's all this. No, he plays the villain in this one, and his eyes bug out, and he gets uh-huh. run over by a steamroller, and he gets melted, and I'm just like. You know, four or five year old me is just like, and that high pitched voice that he did. Oh, I'm like, Uh and Bugs Bunny, and all these things. And I'm like, no, don't like me. No, no. Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. I was was such a wimp. I I, I don't know. uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So. I guess I guess some of us just weren't cut out for for being children of the eighties. That's why that's why I was born midway through the decade, so I could yeah. get out of there before I before I could get to the nineties where they're a little a little softer and gentler with us. Although maybe uh, not that much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So who um, framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, everybody. Yes. Which based so, on a book. A novel called mm-hmm. "Who Censored mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit" yes. by Gary Wolf. Although, although it's the, more... the the book is, I mean, it's not for kids because no, uh, Roger is actually the one that gets killed in the book. Spoilers! Oh wow! Um, yeah. <laughs> so so this is so this is more like this is like how Princess and the Frog was supposedly inspired by uh, the Frog Princess by Edie Baker. Yeah. And that they took inspiration from it, but it's not really based on it. Yeah, so it's um so while well, like the characters' names are still the same, but that's about mm-hmm. it. Uh yeah. although also in the book they're comic strip characters, not cartoons. Um but yeah, there's a. uh but if you are going to take the chance and you know to to put mickey mouse and bugs bunny the, the the disney cartoons and the looney tunes together which you know was unheard of forever for so many years and it's still unheard of mm-hmm. other than this movie 
it's like how like like now as an as an adult and I look at this movie I'm like I have no idea how you did that like there was some divine intervention on your side I guess or something because this this just you know Warner Brothers and and Disney and who else like I don't I don't know who all else was had their characters in there but they're all playing nice Mm-hmm. For, for at least this movie it's just like it it was oh and God. a lot of it just came down to disney and warner brothers agreed that mm-hmm. their their main it, the the others it's a it, they they weren't still concerned about but when it came no, to mickey like there was some... and bugs bunny mm-hmm. they were to appear on screen and have the exact same amount of screen time Yes. That was the only way it was going to happen. Yep. <laughs> so, although, although the end, Porky Pig does his, the, the, that's all, folks. But mm-hmm. Tinkerbell yes. gets the last, gets the last word, and she does a little thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so this one in in uh, I don't want to say this one actually saved Walt Disney Animation, but it played a huge role because you know the eighties. We've talked about how there was a bit of a well, there was a dip <laughs> at the yeah. animation studios, and it was the yeah. danger. <laughs> yeah, pardon the yeah. pun. Uh, yeah, and and they it was animation studios at Disney were in grave danger of getting shut down. It was just yeah. it was going to happen. They had no money. They lost a ton of cash on Black Cauldron, and this was like it it you know it's got to perform. Or you know, Katzenberg was saying, get it get it together or get gone, mm-hmm. and. So they so they did this as sort of a hybrid. So, yeah, so it's it's not just Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny together in, in scenes. It is live action and animation, which you know Disney had done in the past. Hello, Mary Poppins, among others. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that was that was during you know Walt's time, and they really, well, I guess okay, I don't know when whenever bed knobs and broomsticks came up, but they really hadn't done a really big innovative movie like this since Walt's passing I I would say yeah um and yeah. and what's, so what's there was, there was a I lot mean that was kind of Walt's bread and butter when he first started as we well, mm-hmm. with the you know his early forays into filmmaking was doing the oh, yeah. Alice adventures mm-hmm. which was combining live action with with animation um mm-hmm. So all the way back to the you know 30s and 40s, Walt proved that yeah. that could be it could be done. It could be. Yeah, and it was it was a big deal, but I don't know. Yeah. They just really hadn't had a lot of. They were, I mean, they were kind of hanging on by their by their fingertips at this point. Yeah, it was. And, and so that's why this is that's even a bigger, a, you know, it, it's even a, a an even bigger surprise that they did it and did it so well. Yeah, well, it was the Disney got the rights mm-hmm. not long after the book was published in the early '80s, back when Ron Miller was president mm-hmm. of of Disney. Um, and even back then, Robert Zemeckis was like, "I'll direct that," and Disney was mm-hmm. like, "No, thank you," because his previous two films didn't go that well because this was pre Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were there were some bumps in in uh, Zemeckis's 
yeah. career at they, that point. They did do some test animation to show that it could work, and they and they did. Uh, but then when Michael Eisner came in as CEO, he gave it the go ahead again, mm-hmm. and um, but they uh, approached Amblin, which was fairly new, which is the the production company that Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall, and Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help produce it speaking of et yes exactly mm-hmm. um and um it was actually for as much as a pain in the ass he was jeffrey katzenberg saw the potential and how mm-hmm. this could be a, a gold star in in disney's you know <laughs> when mm-hmm. when you know when column, column. they were they desperately needed they they yeah at this point it, it needed to happen yeah something so, i mean it, it contractually this was complicated not just because of the use of the the characters because it wasn't just disney and warner brothers but also fleischer studios harvey comics king Fe- feature syndicate felix the cat productions turner entertainment and universal uh Mm -hmm. to loan out their characters um the contract uh with steven spielberg uh gave him a lot of the creative control and a percentage of the box office profits disney kept all the merchandising rights because that's where disney has all the money's money it is merchandising yes Um, and and I, I, I had a Roger Rabbit plushie back in the day. So yeah, that, that stuff, that works. That merchandising. Yeah. So, um, and then there were some characters they never got the rights to, like Popeye, Tom and Jerry, Casper the mm-hmm. Friendly Ghost. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it, it was kind of in production off and on. Um and then Robert Zemeckis was hired after he did *Romancing the Stone* and *Back to the Future*. <laughs> they're like, okay. they're like, oh, oh, this this Zemeckis kid, yeah, he can he can direct. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you think. Yeah. So, um, so, but yeah, then it was a matter of uh, casting. Spielberg's first choice for Eddie Valiant was Harrison Ford. Speaking of Indiana Jones, uh, which would which would be a very different movie mm-hmm. right I, I think maybe yeah. if they were keeping closer to the book then maybe yeah mm-hmm. where any yeah. any value you know valiant really has no sense of humor whatsoever in the movie yeah. and the mm-hmm. book is really a noir so it's very dark mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> but well uh, even even as it is with with bob hoskins i think I think that works because Eddie Valiant, Eddie is just so dour and I mean, he has reason to be because you, as you yeah. find out in the movie, but he's just so dour and humorless. But later on, he does have to be funny and cartoonish and mm-hmm, yes. all these things, to, you know, at the end. So I like, I cannot, I could not see Harrison Ford doing that, that scene at the end where he's like, you know, he's juggling and Play, you know, singing and Doing making a song and dance number essentially song and dance number yeah i i don't i mean I, I okay i don't doubt harrison ford would try it it would yes. look weird because it's because we love harrison ford but there are just some things i'm just like nah i don't think so but bob hoskins absolutely 
That's the guy mm. who plays Smee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Chevy Chase was Spielberg's second choice, but he wasn't interested. Uh, Harrison Ford wanted too much money. Uh, well, Bill Murray was considered, uh, but the offer, he had never actually got an offer. Uh, <laughs> um, which, in the grand scheme of things, is probably a good thing. Um, Eddie Murphy yeah. turned it turned it down because he didn't understand it <laughs> oh. um and so uh, it was uh, you know it, this is the late 80s so you're gonna it's like a who's who robin williams robert mm-hmm. redford jack nicholson sylvester stallone edward james almost wallace sean ed harris charles don you know it's like all of these uh but and then again, ultimately later on bob hoskins so you again you've either got someone who is got is too too good too much the drama dramatic kind of more dour grumpy faced i guess mm-hmm. type and then you got some that are too much the comedy and it's like you need somebody who does both and can do both and i feel like i, I mean those are all good actors for what they do they are all great i have no complaint about them but for this particular part i'm like you gotta you gotta have someone who, who's like right down the middle mm-hmm. so i'm like thank goodness for bob hoskins because yeah whoo i think he owned that character yeah mm-hmm. yeah he did it is it is it is very much uh, mm-hmm. he is eddie, you know, eddie valiant um so um and then um charles fleischer who does the voice of roger rabbit um well we'll talk about their production <laughs> how they did production <laughs> here uh kathleen turner uh while not credited was the speaking voice of jessica rabbit um apparently tim curry auditioned for the role of judge doom but was rejected because they found him too scary yeah christopher yeah christopher Uh lee was considered but he turned it down john cleese was interested but he was deemed not scary enough Oh and really, gosh. Christopher Lloyd was hired because he'd work with Zemeckis on Back to the Future. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I love. I mean, Christopher Lloyd is like I love him. I love him dearly. He's always going to be Doc to me. Mm-hmm. And he, but he is such a great character actor. And I feel like you know those those kinds of over the top roles. That's like that that that's his bread and butter, honestly. And and that that that's why he is so he is so well regarded and so beloved yeah. and that he does all those things. It's like you're awesome, even though you scared the crap out of me when I was mm-hmm. five. <laughs> yeah. And, and he had shown that he could he could do you know kind of campy-ish villains. Mm-hmm. You know, he did play Klingon in in Star Trek's yeah uh they're evil but they're fun um mm-hmm. yeah so yeah that was um, the the cast is um yeah, of course the voice cast is kind of you know who's who of mm-hmm. voice actors there's gonna be a lot of names in there you're gonna recognize from oh yeah you know either they were using audio from Mm-hmm. for characters 
uh like they use some of Mel Blanc's yeah. you know voice um mm-hmm. but in some cases they couldn't get the rights necessarily so they had to, to get somebody else to step in but you know you've also got yeah. you know you've got um you know Bill Farmer as Goofy oh, yeah. he's been you know he's been the voice of Goofy for forever Nancy Cartwrights Mm-hmm. uh you know all these frank welker <laughs> so um you, you got your your, your who's yeah. who of, uh, of voice actors from then and still now in in some cases yeah. so jim cummings well, he's one of the bullets yeah so yeah and you know this this movie i i consider something now it's not i mean you got mel blanc which is like i think this is his last film outing um, as Bugs Bunny. I think they did like one more thing before he passed away, but it was for TV. But this is really just sort of a love letter to those those cartoons from the 40s and 50s that mm-hmm. even like some of us who, you know, were kids, were little kids in the 80s and 90s, like I watched, I don't know how many times I had this, this video VHS tape of goofy cartoons and, and another one of like Donald Duck and things, but like we watched all those Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Goofy and then the Looney Tunes were on Saturday morning cartoons. Like we knew these cartoons. We didn't, I didn't know that they were so old, even at the, you know, at that time that they were originally made in the forties and fifties, but these were still part of my childhood and my growing up years. So it kind of feels like we're getting a nice send off for some of them that you know some of the the actors or you know their work this some of it already passed on but you know some of the actors they they were so old and we were about to lose them but here here have one last hurrah so we have something for us to you know look fondly on and like oh you came back for this and you were able to do this mm-hmm. and you know there's this is considered that time is considered a golden age of animation and you know we've had renaissance and other things throughout the years but these are the ones that they you know without mickey mouse and bugs bunny we don't have you know the cartoons the animation that we have today even and i feel like this is like you know there's you know i don't want to get too grandiose here but literally you are standing on the shoulders of giants here and these are the people who made everybody loves animation in one way or another this is who made it possible and who mm-hmm. who got that going? And I just am like, of course, like bring you know bring him out in this big huge event movie, and that's how you got to send him off because how else could you could you could you say thank you and celebrate what they've accomplished even? So mm-hmm. it's just it's just a very special special thing when I read. I mean, like I said, I was I was a little kid when this movie came out. I didn't know anything you know any different but since like you know i've grown up and i've read about it read about the production and who was involved and what it took to get these characters and some of these actors to come in and do this it's just like oh this is just the biggest you know heartwarming moment that you could conceive of Mm -hmm. and it's 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 great it's wonderful and i i just i just love that there's just so so much love and devotion to to these to this work basically mm-hmm. uh, yeah so uh um and actually uh yeah we would have gotten like christopher lloyd mm-hmm. 
if they hadn't come up actually with the idea of judge doom because he was completely made up he was not from the the source material yeah um so um and they had, they had like some stuff that was going to you know be kind of gags that ended up getting cut you know because it, it's for technical reasons mm-hmm. um but um you know eventually they got their uh their script and then it was a matter of production which um they've got the behind the scenes um kind of feature that's on the dvd it is on disney mm-hmm. plus as one of the extras um so you so you can see it it's like 30 minutes or something like that but it shows how exactly they were able to to pull this off um considering the technology they had at the time it's actually really it's different the way mm-hmm. they did it compared to some others you know you'll see a lot of behind the scenes stuff where like you know you got a character that maybe is supposed to be looking like a monster and what they'll do is they'll have like a stick with a tennis ball on the end of it so it gives them a, a bit of an idea of where their eye line should be but it's not necessarily the most like it, it's not the most exciting thing to act against. <laughs> you will hear some actors say, so what they did is for um, a lot of the stuff with the the tunes, especially Roger, who had to physically interact with both Hoskins and Lloyd a lot, um, is they made this two-scale rubber model of Roger so that you know bob haskins could grab him by the ears or christopher lloyd could grab him by the neck and see exactly where the character's eyes are and approximately you know how much space you have from to their feet you know that that Mm -hmm. sort of thing so it's it's really quite impressive to watch um them do you know stage scenes with this giant rubber roger and then they get the the pacing down and the sight lines and everything and they would just pluck the rubber you know the rubber roger out and bob hoskins could just do the exact same thing because it becomes muscle memory mm-hmm. but then they could just draw mm-hmm. roger right in and it fits perfectly and then it also helped that um that uh the that uh uh what's his face the voice of roger <laughs> charles charles fleischer Ishmael, uh, yeah. got a roger costume made <laughs> and would stand there off stage and do the voice so that he would have so like, like bob hoskins would hear roger talking that day. <laughs> have a little more to act off of yes yeah um and he wore that thing all of the time. <laughs> so it's quite funny. Um but uh but yeah, they um they did a, a lot of stuff with mo- uh, motion control which would also help. Uh so um but yeah, or they would do they would do some just like kind of tricks, you know, like 
uh, you know, puppetry or marionettes, or they even did some electronic stuff uh, with uh, robotic arms, like when Roger is singing in the bar and keeps smashing his head with the plates. Oh, yeah. They just they 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 created a robotic arm that could pick up a plate and smash it, pick up a plate and smash it, and then they could just, you know, rotoscope the the electronic arm out and put Roger in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was um, it's it's really really cool, um, the the what they the all the techniques that they used and figured out how to to make this work as seamless as as possible and the thing is it helps that these are tunes interacting with humans so it's not like they're supposed like the tunes are supposed to look like they belong right they're they're acknowledging that they are not humans they are tunes and therefore they look different you know their mm-hmm. their coloring is going to be different and uh you know the way that they can defy the laws of physics yes it's completely <laughs> different so, ran out of piggies <laughs> yes ran out of pities hey, hey hey doc need a spare yes <laughs> give it to me <laughs> Wrong spare. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know. I kind of feel like, I mean, there's that, you know, in Space Jams, there's that, that, there's that gag at the end where, you know, Michael Jordan stretches out his arm and, you know, makes the basket and wins the game. I kind of feel like they probably got the idea from 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 this movie like well let's make let's make the humans cartoony too even Mm -hmm. though they didn't really do that in this movie but they're like well hey why not and it's like oh okay so you know yeah Mm -hmm. i mean they 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 they, i mean they they still there's a a bit of a gray area there i think because like you know when eddie's having you know trying to get the the weasels to laugh themselves to death you know he's doing the song yeah. and dance he's doing things like juggling mm-hmm. you know weights and letting them clonk yeah. on his head so it's like there's yeah there's a little bit of gray area where you know stuff that you know any tune could bounce back from you know like roger having mm-hmm. uh, the refrigerator dropped on his head a bazillion times yeah um that some of the humans can get can get away with some tune like yeah. behavior, like Eddie's gun, mm-hmm. yeah, the cartoon bullets. Yeah, but, not yeah. everyone could probably handle that. No, uh, you know, but or even the even the other way around, where some tunes mm-hmm. are able to do some human things, like Jessica handling an actual gun, a proper gun. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yep, and, and, and pulling Eddie forward by the tie when she's singing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you you just kind of don't question it. It's like this is a world where mm-hmm. humans and tunes live together. So you just kind of like, yeah. yep, that, that, it, that it tracks. All, yeah, it all it all makes sense. And you know, don't get too hung up on it and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
Um, so yeah, it uh, the the post production lasted for fourteen months. <laughs> uh, ILM helped with some of the uh, post processing. Imagine that post production. <laughs> Um, but even then ILM didn't necessarily have everything that they would need, uh, to be able to, to, to make this happen. Um, so a, a lot, of, it's hand-drawn on uh, animation for mm -hmm. a good chunk of it. So it, this is not CGI composited nope. into real life. These, these, these characters are hand-drawn and then they could use some, uh cgi for uh you know some stuff that can't be necessarily drawn so they were aiming for instead of two-dimensional or three-dimensional they were going for 2.5 dimensional <laughs> which worked like, yeah okay. yeah so ilm was able it. to do the compositing um mm -hmm. it, so that they were they get the so that would allow them to do things like uh like layering lighting so shadows on one layer highlights on another mats on another so um so yeah um and the score was done by alan silvestri like another you legend. do because it's because <laughs> it's Zemeckis. um yes. <laughs> he's the reason that we all know the back to the future theme mm -hmm. um among other things um uh so yeah Silvestri under uh working with the london symphony orchestra um and then um it was um almost time to release it so uh, by then, Michael Eisner, who was CEO, Roy E. Disney, because it was uh, 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 Ron uh, Miller, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> who started this, uh, but now it's Roy E. Disney, who is vice chairman of the Walt Disney Company. Um, Roy thought it was too... Um, actually, Eisner and Roy thought it was too risque. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Eisner and Zemeckis disagreed over some over some of the the bits of the film, but Zemeckis had final cut privilege. So, <laughs> well, I think I think he made the right choice. I mean, yeah, there are some there. I mean. This, I mean, this was released under Touchstone, so yes, yeah, and that's what but, they did. Is but, they ultimately yeah. released it under Touchstone, so it was a uh, a bit more um, mm -hmm. uh, leeway there when it comes to uh, content. Yeah, so so they could still they they could uh they could still do some more grown up things, but uh, yeah, they're fine. Yeah it's it's fine um so yeah um yeah so it was roy um and katzenberg that decided to release it under under touchstone um so opened uh june 22nd 1988 so 
just had the 35th anniversary and it grossed a little over 11 million dollars in its opening weekend placing first in the u.s box office it was disney's biggest opening weekend ever at the time of its release and it went on to gross 154 million in the u.s and 197 million internationally and at the time it was the 20th highest grossing film of all time and be it would be become the second highest grossing film of 1988 behind that year's best picture winner rain man wow yep so, so yeah yep and it was well received by yep. critics so business insider called it best comedy one of the best comedy movies of all time uh rotten tomatoes gives a, a 97 percent rating with an average rating of 8.5 out of 10 um, it is considered an innovative and entertaining film that features a groundbreaking mix of live action and animation with a touching and original story to boot mm-hmm. yeah and it was still popular when i went to visit florida as a couple of you can <laughs> see in the chat that i sent i have a mm-hmm. picture of me in a loud hawaiian shirt a hat a white scarf holding benny's driving wheel with Roger mm. and Benny <laughs> freaking out. Mm. <laughs> yep. My, my parents are just like, we'll let you get a picture. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yes, that was always the best. And I think <laughs> it wasn't a professional, but I think somewhere in one of my photo books, I've, I did manage to stand next to a cutout of Jessica Rabbit too. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice yeah mm-hmm. yeah but, i mean and i remember i remember i mean i didn't go i didn't go to disneyland until i was an adult but i remember them advertising mickey's toontown in disneyland mm-hmm. which was kind of i don't know it, they, they i guess they just kind of made a really big deal about it because it was a, a new a new section of disneyland and they hadn't done one in a while if i remember right but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They just, I just remember it being see, like on TV, like especially like ABC, because Eisner kind of took up this whole, the, the whole thing where, you know, Walt used to go on TV and like, here's what's, you know, this is the thing we're building and this is the thing we're working right. on and this is what Disneyland's going to be. So he kind of did this, a similar thing. And I remember, I feel like I saw it, it was like on, you know, ABC, A Wonderful World of Disney. And, and, you know, there was Michael Eisner talking about, here's this new thing that's coming to Disneyland. And, and of mm-hmm. course, I'm like, Mom, can we go to Disneyland? And I'm like, yeah. and they're like, Man, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, the first Toontown actually opened in Florida. Yep. That's at where the I Magic went. Kingdom yep. mm-hmm. in 88. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then it closed in 2011. Um, the Toontown in Disneyland opened in 93, and then there is a Toontown in Tokyo, Disneyland, that opened in 96. The one in Florida was eventually named Mickey's Toontown Fair and gave it like a county fair feel mm-hmm. to it. 
and explain that that made it more temporary. You know, like your state fairs, mm-hmm. your county fairs, they come and they go right. every year. So oh, yeah. that made it more temporary because they thought they were eventually going to replace it with something. Uh, <laughs> and then the Toontown Fair just kind of stuck around mm-hmm. uh, for way longer than they realize. It's now Storybook Circus. Um, it actually originally opened as Mickey's Birthday Land and then became Mickey's Starland and then Mickey's Toilet. <laughs> it's just and then eventually the it became Two Town Fair. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the one in Disneyland is supposed to be actual Toontown. Like, so if you had followed mm-hmm. Eddie and Roger and Jessica through the wall through the, t- kept going, the tunnel yeah through the tunnel this is where you would have ended up um and um it is very much stylized in that way um so that's where you can go to Mickey and Minnie's houses mm-hmm. um there is um uh, a trolley <laughs> that uh, <laughs> sometimes is running not always um and um that is uh so you've got um you've got uh chippendale's gadget coaster um mickey's house where you meet mickey um and now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is a copy of the attraction that is now where the great movie ride used to be at the stu- at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. Uh, so the Runaway Railway is the newest addition to Toontown and Disneyland. And then there is Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. So it's a dark ride um, based around roger rabbit so you uh ride around in a a cab that looks like benny um (laughs) and the whole idea is uh jessica is trying to stop uh a crime spree in in toontown but of course roger comes along and things get a little wacky so um, As, as, as you do yeah. yeah so Honey, i have been on it it's and... it's it's silly um but it's it's fun it's uh i mean it's a dark ride uh so essentially you're just sitting in a vehicle going past scenes although with this because it's roger rabbit's cartoon spin the cabs will spin uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and yeah, uh, the, and you do have some control over it, like you do kind of do in the the teacups and the mad tea part, uh, the mad tea party attraction, um, and um, there's uh, there's weasels, there's dip, yeah, there's still stuff you're gonna recognize from the movie, but it's not you reliving the movie, um, so, yeah. um, but. Um, it it's it's fun it's a it's a it's a fun it's a fun little ride you know um and uh it's it's fun to when you even you know from the time you get even before you start getting in line in the queue 
from the outside from the front you know you can start looking for the easter eggs all the nods to the movie <laughs> you know listening to the sounds you can hear baby herman yelling at somebody <laughs> where's know, my stogie <laughs> exactly there's uh you know there's uh you know uh music yeah you know, like you can hear jessica singing um carousel's uh, broken down yeah so you know it's 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 uh kind of uh you know it's it's fun to 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 play spot the easter egg with these types of things so funnily enough no, uh, it's not uh speaking of um the uh voice actors uh because they don't necessarily include um the the same voice actors from the the film in this case roger rabbit is voiced by jess harnell um and baby herman is voiced by jim cummings uh the only repeat is charles fleischer uh although he's not voicing roger he's doing benny and lenny uh because these calves are lenny the calf it's benny's twin cousin uh <laughs> <laughs> so along with a couple of the weasels uh so that's kind of kind of fun um so it definitely fits it definitely fits into into toontown um you know it's it's had it you know stuff come and go um but it is it's very much uh you know it's the place you go for the the kids but you don't necessarily want to be in fantasy land with all like the the uh fairy tale stuff you know this is another opportunity mm -hmm. to to have something that's kid friendly but not necessarily fairy tales so um i remember uh this real small small tangent here but it was really funny speaking of toontown because when they were building toontown um I mentioned this because uh, the the theme park design was my thesis in graduate school. Uh, so that's what my my thesis paper was about. And uh, I came across in my research somebody talking about when they were starting to build Toontown, how some of the contractors when building uh, some of these buildings were struggling with the idea that it wasn't all like straight lines and right angles that stuff was supposed to be like cockeyed and weird shapes because it's cartoons <laughs> so they literally had to take like even the even you know specifically drawn out in in the blueprints and stuff some of the contractors were just not getting it so they literally had to take little models of some of the buildings out to the construction site and say, look, Mickey's roof is curved. Mm -hmm. Look how bulbous and round it is. You're not going to be using, you know, your, your, your right angles here. Sorry. <laughs> you know, come on. Let's, 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 let's get this going here. So, but it's like, you know, you'll learn to become a, you know, a, a, a builder and, you know, yep. you can make stuff look like it's off 
and I'm sure mm-hmm. in some cases they did because I'm sure for safety reasons they, they you know they still have to build things a certain way yeah but there they there's still some creative liberty there that the contractors were just like could not wrap their head or head around <laughs> tunes <laughs> even contractors don't get it mm-hmm. no no they don't <laughs> So, um, and there's, uh, I mean, that's the, the, the biggest nod, um, yeah, obviously, uh, to, to Roger Rabbit over at the studios though, the Hollywood studios in, in Florida, at least last time I was there, um, there is, uh, this, so if you're walking up headed towards the Chinese theater and then off to the left like if you're I believe if you go act like you're going to the 50s primetime diner there is a gray building and if you look up it looks like windows to various businesses and one of them is valiant and valiant and you can see roger's uh silhouette has broken through the glass (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so i think that's still there i've not been there in several years so i would not know (laughs) if it's still there or not so uh hopefully it is because otherwise there's not really a whole lot of nods to roger rabbit in, in florida and for unfortunately um so he may have come out as a like walk around character when they were doing like oh this was years ago where they were doing like they weren't calling it that but they were bringing out like obscure not seen that often disney characters as as meet and greets um though he may have uh at one point he i know he had a balloon in one of the parades um and the song that they that you hear uh like the first uh, when Eddie drives into into Toontown, and then they also sing at the end that "Smile, darn you, smile." That does play <laughs> in that does play in the music loop um, at the entrance of the Magic Kingdom. So that is in the mix of the the, the music used um, at the Magic Kingdom. But yeah, in Florida, there's not a lot of references to to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's it's definitely out in in California, which makes sense because it's set in California essentially. Yeah, um, that's where the movie studios are. So it, it makes the most mm-hmm. it makes the most sense. So yeah, um, it's one that um, I kind of, okay because when they were building California Adventure and they had all those like ideas like here we're gonna have hollywood and we're gonna have this and we're you know like all these different parts of california i was like it's kind of one that i'm like it almost would fit better in the hollywood sort of district that they eventually well that they were gonna do 
that mm-hmm. kind of got not finished or like they had to do something different with it. I don't know. Like like the whole the whole thing about California Adventure is just kind of it's fascinating how much that it's changed just because it was kind of a weird concept from the beginning. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, Toontown, that's kind of that that's kind of that would that would that would fit better in California Adventure, I think. But you know, Toontown came before the other one, so yeah, it is what it is. And I, there's not there's not any way they could you know pack it up and move. Oh, well, they could, but I don't think they want to. You know, pack it up and move it over to the other one. But I don't know. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's also it also because they 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 put in a lot of like those Disney afternoon nods throughout the 90s so when we finally saw it um or when i when i finally got to see it i'm like oh man this is like a heavy dose of nostalgia for me <laughs> mm-hmm. so it really hadn't been that far back but it's like oh these were these are like the things i watched when i was a kid and i wish they were still around or they, they kind of are but not not the way they were but yeah it's kind of, it's kind of cool that that stuff um still has a place in the parks mm-hmm. and of course you know because disney had the merchandising rights oh uh, yeah that they released uh this that, and the other thing so there were a handful of uh video games uh, uh well, yeah. <laughs> so that was that uh, was just what you did yeah there was a who frame roger rabbit for the atari um and the commodore 64 <laughs> uh there was a version released for the nintendo entertainment system in 89 um hair h-a-r-e raising havoc for the (laughs) amiga in 91 uh who framed roger rabbit for the game boy uh there was a comic book a number of comic books actually there was Uh a, a roger rabbit comic book series yep uh roger rabbit's toontown comic book <laughs> there are graphic novels and trade paperbacks <laughs> who framed roger rabbit based on the movie uh roger rabbit tummy trouble based on the animated short they have roger rabbit who framed rick flint <laughs> <laughs> which comes from the roger rabbit comic series uh there's roger rabbit the resurrection of doom a graphic oh, novel no. sequel Yeah, it's so. probably a good a good thing they kept the sequels to the to the comics and the graphic novels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's- and and if you if if you're interested, like I said, if you want to read the book, there's more than one book from the original Sorcerer mm-hmm. Show that he he wrote more books even after the movie. So there's Who Censored Roger Rabbit, which was the original book. There's mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is just a novelization of the film. Who plugged roger rabbit um which is uh written by gary wolf that was released in 91 um and it is neither a sequel or a prequel prequel <laughs> it's considered a reboot um huh. yeah and uh there is who whacked roger rabbit also written by gary wolf released in 2013 uh jessica rabbit serious business but instead of serious with an s it starts with an x um written by gary wolf released in 
2022, <laughs> which is re- apparently Jessica's origin story mm-hmm. uh, about how she was originally a human before she became a tune. <laughs> okay, is this like... It's okay. like a fever dream, Sorry. isn't it? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> is this like, you know, vampire romance where... You know, the vampire falls in love with a human and they want to stay with him forever. I and then, don't no, you would have to then, take it up with Gary Wolf. <laughs> I, I, I guess I will, because now I'm like, it's like, I don't want to know, but at the same time, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm I mean, like, he's, oh my he's, gosh. He's, he's, he's still with us. He's this 82, but he's still with us. He's um, apparently, he's still writing if this came out in. What'd you say? 2022? 20, yeah. Last year. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well. Yep. It's one of those those morbid curiosity things, like, oh no. Yeah. He I mean he's written other other things, yeah. but uh, and they're all kind of weird, actually. The, yeah. the selected bibliography on his Wikipedia page, it's like Amityville House of Pancakes, volume three space vulture <laughs> i mean clearly there's an audience for this because he's still writing them <laughs> apparently amityville house of pancakes is an anthology and he wrote co-authored a story in there called the unhardy boys in outer space all right then <laughs> so yeah, if you got questions, take them up with uh, Gary Wolf, and uh, uh, maybe 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 he'll uh, maybe he'll have answers. I don't know. Apparently, he is a avid collector of carousel horses. Okay, and he, just he now resides in Boston with his wife of fifty years and their cats. All right, this. You know, he found success doing something. So you know what? I, I cannot I cannot blame him for that. Yep. Oh, and apparently his the the Roger um uh trilogy uh who censored, plugged, and whacked are now in audio form. Huh. Well, there you go. That's about all I have time for anymore. Audiobook for <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, he does have a contact me section on his website. So, you know, if you got questions, feel free to message like, him. Don't Mr. tell, don't tell him we sent you though. Yeah. Mr. Wolf. Yeah. I have a question about this book about this this fictional character and why why it does why they do the things they do could you answer it for me or or am i not gonna like the answers that i get (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness good stuff good stuff yeah it was uh It's uh, it's it's, you know, uh, it's got a, a a fan base for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know yeah. Jessica Rabbit, she's a very popular character for costuming. Uh, Heidi Klum did a very scary, not intentionally, it was just one of those uncanny valley type things uh, for Halloween one year. Uh, Yaya Han, the uh, cosplayer, has done Jessica Rabbit. So I know she's, for the more adventurous cosplayers, she is one that they like to attempt just because those measurements don't exist in real life in an actual human so trying to make yourself even look remotely like the way she's drawn um because she's not bad she's just drawn that way um is not physically possible kind of like barbie yeah yeah a human being with barbie's uh, barbie's uh measurements would look really funny uh, anyone so. anyone trying to make themselves look like any cartoon character i don't care how quote-unquote realistic they are drawn it's not going to happen because that's yeah. a drawing that is yeah. something somebody put pencil or pen to paper and they yeah. can't they can come up with whatever i mean look you at defy the characters. laws of physics yeah yep. look at anime characters for crying out loud you really mm-hmm. think anybody's got eyes that huge or legs that yep. long like come mm-hmm. on or hair that stands yeah. up that way all of the time yes yeah. i'm looking at so, you all night uh <laughs> oh gosh look at look at look at among Yugi's others hair from from yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah yeah even before he's uh-huh. the, the all-powerful whatever unless like you're just a school kid but your hair is like yellow and black and purple naturally mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah so the, the the whole thing about like you know oh you know the, these these cartoon characters give people a bad you know body image i'm just kind of like okay if you're basing your body image on a cartoon character we gotta have a talk mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy so anyway and uh, i just found out a uh, jessica rabbit serious business is actually available on kindle unlimited <laughs> so if you have a kindle unlimited subscription which i do you can read it for free there you go <laughs> oh my goodness that's something <laughs> oh it's it's actually like uh the the serious with an x is actually like a uh a secret agent dedicated mm-hmm. to pursuing and apprehending criminal masterminds. So Jessica starts out as a as a secret agent, actually, as when, when she's human. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, anyway, so I, I've gone from traumatized to very amused. <laughs> uh. like, okay, this this sounds like it might be fun. I might give it a shot. So anyway, all right. Well, are we? Are, are, is that all we want to say about Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the Roger Rabbit universe at large? Yeah. Okay. It's the movie's amazing. The, I uh-huh. mean, the movie. Some the movie the, is amazing. You know, it is. Uh, some of the periphery is a little bit like. Hmm. Yeah, it's very very entertaining. Um. Yeah, be it's definitely one of those where it's like, oh, it's a cartoon when you're thinking about maybe showing it to your kids. (laughs) Just just 
keep in mind that it it's yeah it's it is a cartoon kind of but mm -hmm. um it's it's, it's not disney it's mystery. touchstone yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> i would it's, i would say it's film noir <laughs> yeah now no you know every kid is every kid is different know yep. know what your kid can handle generally i would say probably 10 or older could handle this Generally, yeah, which is yeah. probably it's, about how old I was the first time I saw it, and I was still traumatized. Not so yeah, much yeah. by the shoe. I'm I'm more traumatized by the shoe now because I, I think I better understand, you know, what was going, what was what's going, going on. on now. Yeah. Uh, but definitely when Doom, um, is reinflating himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah that's a, that's and a he's like, crap right there. Mm -hmm. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that traumatized me as a child. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. So, so if you, you know, if you just, if you just want to, you want to show your kids a fun cartoon sort of show, mm. just, just, just know, know what they can handle, and and yeah. you should be okay. Like, like I will say this. Like I said, you know, Roger Rabbit and E.T. both kind of traumatized me as a kid. Also, I was a wimp. My sister, just younger than me, two years younger than me. Oh gosh, she loved this movie. She also loved E.T. And I was like, and she, you know, and she's my my little sister. And I'm like, how like how are you doing this? But no, she is like a hundred percent braver than I am and has always been. So I it's just and like I said, my little sister, only two years younger than me, she can handle it. I could not. Mm -hmm. I can I can now, but back then, no. And honestly, I, you know, if you're going to show it to a kid, I would be more concerned about how they're going to react to some of the violence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because some of the adult romantic stuff is probably going to go way over their head. That is true. <laughs> so. I mean, there's, there's stuff I watched as a kid and I watched it as I'm like, oh gosh, this is pretty risque. But then I think back to when I was a kid, I'm like, I had no idea what was going on. Just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, you know, obviously every kid's different, but I don't know how right. how many 10-year-olds uh, would um, get the joke when uh, baby Herman is talking about how he has a 50-year-old 50, 50 libido and a three-year-old dinky, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not a word I knew when I was four, five, six. <laughs> yep. So, so you know, yeah, don't 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 worry that your kids are being exposed to certain terms because I mean, you know, just be responsible. It's also supposed it. to be That's it's a... also supposed to be set in a in mm -hmm. a earlier time period. So the it it is it is a bit of a pastiche on the film noir mm -hmm. movies. So it is mm -hmm. it, some of the way they some of the way they speak, especially Jessica, it's very mm -hmm. specific. You know, to, yeah, to the time it, period that's supposed to be the time period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, I know, like, all of us are like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, oh, I need to get this movie because we don't actually own it. But I'm like, I want to own it because it's a good movie. But I'm like, hmm. We well, own it. We have the, we have a two, we have a two disc special edition, which, mm -hmm. um, there are some features on there that aren't going to be on the, on Disney Plus, um, because okay. they're kind of interactive features. But uh, things yeah. like that, that how, you know, behind the scenes, how is it made type thing that is, at least as we're recording this on Disney Plus, mm -hmm. 
because I was watching it on Disney Plus and then my internet went out and then I had to switch the DVD. So. <laughs> Thank goodness for that physical media. Exactly. Yes. So I told Chauncey, mm-hmm. I was like, and this is why we're not getting rid of physical media. Yes. Uh-huh. So it's always there as a backup at the very least. All right. mm-hmm. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. if any of our listeners want to want to chime in on their thoughts on who framed Roger Rabbit or anything else that we touched upon in this podcast episode, please send us some feedback. Our email address is fibishfangirls at gmail.com. We will read those feedback, any feedback we receive on the show. And uh, you can also visit our website, which is thefibishfangirls.com. And that has links to our social media, all that stuff. And any comments you leave on the website or on our social media uh, we also treat it as, fa- as a feedback. And then there's also places to support the podcast, like Patreon and our merch shop and a few other things. So just go to our website and check it out. You'll find show notes and other other goodies as well. And uh, as always, of course, we thank you for listening and thank you for sending feedback and being our friends on all the social media goodie things. And uh, hope you all are doing well. And staying cool this summer for those places where it is summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And for those of you in the U.S. as we're recording, tomorrow is the 4th of July. So have a happy, fun, and safe 4th of July. We don't want to hear about anybody losing fingers. Yeah. Because because your your Uncle Leroy said, here, kid, hold my beer before he Mm -hmm. lit off the uh, Franken firework in the I know somebody who did that once. Oh boy, I, I have I have a cousin who was known to uh, rig up fireworks with a lot of duct tape, and he had to come out to our ranch to fire them off because it wasn't exactly legal, but we were out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, um, set fire to our to our fields. Why not? Yes, that's how we celebrate yeah. freedom around here is by setting stuff on fire. Freedom! Oh crap! There goes my arm. <laughs> Yeah. But no, fireworks are a lot of fun, and I, I will say our backyard neighbors made a couple of children very, very happy the other night when they were setting up fireworks because we have a pretty good view of the next street over. Um, as far as like fireworks, Alex nice. and Lottie were sitting sitting in the window like fireworks, and I'm like, mm, it's gonna be how it is all week, and so. Uh-huh. And then we get, and then in Utah we get second, we get second fireworks because we have our, <laughs> our Pioneer Day later. It's like tomorrow, second so. breakfast. Yes. Much, yeah yeah it's like so we we're, we're like we're lighting shit on fire all month long yeah <laughs> it's a good time mm-hmm. oh man july what a yep. month uh-huh. anyway awesome awesome and uh hopefully i see some of you folks at uh ink conjunction this weekend so if not, stay tuned for at least a, a, a picture or two. So this is a uh, a very big yeah. convention, but uh, you know we still have some fun. So yeah, that, good that's time. another reason to follow our our social medias because we put up pictures of of the cons and stuff that we we go to. So yeah, if you can't make it, you can live vicariously through through us. <laughs> Yep. All right. Well, until next time, we shall sign off for this week.
This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Is that a rabbit in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? for listening to the five-ish fangirls please visit the fiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show along with information on our nonprofit fangirls give back we love our five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback shares and encouragement remember to keep letting your geek flag fly <laughs>